Let's get a sound check. Ready. This is a special edition of Pod With Me. This is Pod With Me. I am very excited for today's show. We have Alexis Reyes, psychic, medium, and life coach. Get ready, because the pod starts now. And I remember this woman came to me and told me, um, you know, you can come in and you can see him now. I know he's your father because you have his eyes. Uh, and I asked her, who was she? And she told me she was um, the embalmer. And I went back. I went back and I asked for my father's records. Well, my father wasn't embalmed by a woman. He was embalmed by a man. Wow. Yeah. So the lady that came up to you might was, have not been a real... Uh, no, she wasn't. Uh, she couldn't have been. Ready. Let's go. Roll sound. All right, Alexis. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a psychic, um, also media, uh, and I've uh, been psychic since the age of four. I had surgery, and um, when I came back from the surgery, I flatlined, and um, I came back with seizures and this gift, and I've been doing this ever since. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. So what type of surgery did you have? I was um, born uh, stuck with my my left um, ear stuck to my artery vein. So when I had surgery to dislocate that so I can look kind of normal, as you can see, um, well, you look you're like nothing. Well, because good. I have a great doctor. Absolutely. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> and um, after when when I came, I I was told I flatlined, and I came back with grandma seizures. They're called grandma seizures, and uh, this gift, and it started at the age of four. At the age of four. So, what are grandma seizures? What, grandma what? seizures are like epileptic seizures. Okay. Um, you don't fall or foam from the mouth. You pretty much just zoom out, but it's kind of like a detachment of your brain cells. And um, they don't. They say scientifically that it was the lack of oxygen that I received in the surgery. Um, but I also came back with this gift, so I don't know if it's a lack of. Now, when when that happened, that you were in the hospital and you had the surgery, did did anything? Do you remember anything in that moment, or you know, a lot of people ask me that, and I'll tell you what I do remember. I only remember white hair, but I don't know if it was white hair because there was a light in front of me because of the surgery, or was it because there was physically a light? But it looked like white hair for some reason. That's okay. how I think. And the next thing I remember, I opened my eyes and I was um, actually eating a. One of those pops, those frozen pops. That's the only thing I remember after that. And I remember things got really weird after because I started thinking that I was um, good at uh, guessing. Wow. Yeah. And, and right before we get into that, the white hair, has anybody um, actually spoken about the white hair? No, I try not to read too much on spirituality or past lives, and I'll tell you why. Um, everybody has an opinion on that. And everybody's their own world. So I think that we create our own destiny as well as we create our own heaven. Um, I'm sure there is similarities, but um, I don't go by the books. Got it. I really Got don't. It. Okay, so we're at age four. You come back from surgery. Mm -hmm. And what was your first experience as far as seeing that there might be something there that you've oh. discovered? Um, it started probably about nine to... 10 months after when I first started school, uh, I went to a school called Savinia Heights Elementary. And um, there was a PE teacher there. That's here in Miami? That's here in Miami. Okay. And uh, there was a PE teacher there. And um, I had no idea that he was married to one of the teachers. But I also envisioned him with another teacher. So I told um, 
my teacher, which happened to be his wife, that I kept on seeing him with that teacher. Well, that happened. Okay, so you knew they were having something? Yeah, and um, I didn't know what they were having because I was so young. I didn't know what that meant or what it was. And who did you say this to? I said this to the teacher, and she um, got offended. Wow. And um, then I would just say little things, and here and there, and I was sent to the principal's office. There was a bunch of little things that happened uh, that I knew about. Um, From there, I was uh, given some tests by the University of Miami at the time, and then so so let's back up. Okay, so you're having all these experiences. You're saying things that you don't you don't know that you're thinking. Wow, you know you're good at discussing. You had no idea this was a special gift yet. No, I didn't. I did not, and I was it was always very hush hush with my mother. She didn't want to talk about this. She didn't want anybody to know about this because, I mean, she thought this was something negative in a way. So she was she was very religious. Uh, Not really religious, but um, it was just our my mother's background. She was a very um, I want to say prestige kind of woman. She didn't want to talk about this or that her child could have any kind of abilities or anything like that, and um, so she didn't. But. I kept on doing this and I kept on guessing like I thought I was guessing so they had told her that they should have me checked by a neurologist. God, is there anything you told your mom that made her see that this is really real that wow that you know. I think things that she saw me say that she knew that this was not just me guessing and I think that she knew it since the get-go. I think she honestly knew that I had something I just think she didn't want to accept it. Got it. So So, yeah she and she didn't want to accept it, but she did allow for you to go to, uh, for them to test you. Yes, because the reason why she allowed that was because of my seizures. Since everything combines with neurology, um, mm-hmm. she did want that. And when I had my testing done for ESP, is what they call it, um, I had a really high, um, one of the highest um, volumes of ESP. Wow. Or do they do these type of testing? They did, well, may, they did my test. I think it was in the University of Miami. I must have been like around five, five and a half. Wow, that young? Yeah. Uh, it was a bunch of cards, and the cards have something different in the back. I had no idea what I was guessing, but I guessed them. Wow. So that's how it all starts. Um, then from there, um, I had this all my life, so I've been... What I thought was guessing, I've been doing this since that age. And it just remotely grew more. Okay, you know? so after the test, what was the determination? That was very, um, I, I want to say, private with my mother and this doctor. As you know, I was five. I couldn't. There wasn't much that I could know about this. I just knew they were doing this. They didn't I, want to tell you what the results were. Right. Okay. But, but I, did I, you know what the results were? I found out through the res- with my sister. I, I heard her talking with a friend and, and going back and forth and saying, you know, well, Alexis has this, and they said she had one of the highest. Uh, and how old were you? You were five or six. At I was like five or six. And when you heard this from your sister, what? How did you feel at that moment? What? What were your thoughts? I thought I was weird. I thought that I was like a, some kind of a mutant or something, or or there was something wrong with me. So I myself tried to stop myself from guessing, but it didn't work. Wow. So you wanted to, you wanted to stop. So yeah. when you guessed, did you try to you stopped yourself from saying it or I tried from saying it, but I also tried from not thinking it. It would just pop to my mind. I couldn't stop that. I couldn't stop the popping things in my mind. Why do I see this? Am I crazy? Is this and the, right? and the more you blocked it, the worse it got. No, it, it kept on. It was this has been something that I haven't been able to channel out. 
you know, I learned how to deal with it now that I'm older. But I mean, as a child, do you feel completely crazy? And what type of stuff do you see? Do you see is as your you're a medium, right? Correct. I'm a medium, mm-hmm. and I'm also a psychic. So I see things out of the blue. I could be talking to you, and I can see something there. Or I could be talking to somebody, and I can hear something. Yeah. It all depends. Um, I have seen um, entities. Um, and just for the record, I am totally afraid of them. Like, So I'm, you are? Yes, I am. I've met mediums that are not afraid of them. That no, day. I am afraid. Like, I am literally afraid. How like, are you afraid? In, in what um, sense? It's just something that happens when I've seen them. I I get these goosebumps. I feel really cold, and I get scared because I guess it's the unknown. Because um, it could be a, a negative enti- entity. Is that? I mean, I don't. I don't know if it can be a negative one. I don't. I don't Have you ever around. had like a, a negative? Yes. Um, but I think they're all the same feel for me. Like I start with getting like goosebumps in my body. I even get really even cold. if they're good. Even if they're yes, good. Yes. Even if they're good. You get. It's like I feel like there's another presence. It's like another level of someone being around you. Got it. So Got it, it. it's and when you receive, do you feel more comfortable after you start receiving the messages from that that person? They'll come down a little bit. Some things I just it freaks me out because I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my God, I can't believe I'm in this situation," you know. So those are things that, until this day, still kind of like shock me. What's your most memorable encounter? My what? most memorable encounter. It would probably have to be. Um, I've had two. When um, my dad passed away, um, there was this, I wasn't able to go to the funeral. Um, so there was this woman there and um, she was black. I'll never forget it. And heavy set woman. And I remember this woman came to me and told me, um, you know, you can come in and you can see him now. I know he's your father because you have his eyes. Uh, and I asked her, who was she? And she told me she was um, the embalmer. She worked there in the funeral home. At the time, she told me she worked there. She was black. She spoke only English. And um, she was a heavy set black woman. Um, so I went ahead and I um, saw my father, you know, right being, in front of you. B- being buried in front of me because um, everyone had left. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go to the funeral. For reasons I don't want to get into now, but it was something of yeah. a family kind of thing. Got it. And um, I saw him. Uh, years later, this came into my mind. Um, and I went back. I went back and I asked for my father's records. Well, my father wasn't embalmed by a woman. He was embalmed by a man. Wow. Yeah. So the lady that came up to you might was, have not been a real... Uh, no, she wasn't. Uh, she couldn't have been. There wow. was no way, because when I went to them, I went personally. He was um, embalmed at Bernardo Garcia mm-hmm. on 40th, and I went there, and yeah. uh, they gave me his records, and he was actually embalmed by a man. And the guy told me that there was never, they have never had a woman that's been an embalmer. So her message, what do you think her message was when she her, came to you? I think that her message, it wasn't a message. I just think she was allowing me to see my father in his last, Like you it, Like you should, like you yeah. should go. He never saw her again. I never saw her again, um, but... I keep on seeing this black woman sometimes, you know, and it doesn't look like her. It's just, you know, it's her, but it, it, it's like, it's a, like it, another form in fashion. And for me, I've always, when I was young, um, for me, the one that I looked up to, it wasn't the, the Cindy Crawford. It wasn't the Claudia Shefford, you know, cause I'm from, you know, the late eighties, nineties child. Yeah. For me, it was Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. She gave me sense of home, sense of feel. So I think like what I said in the beginning, we kind of, uh, do our own destiny and our own heaven. So you attracted an Oprah Winfrey lookalike. 
I guess. Something or she like came that. in that form. She came in that form because she knows that I would be more comfortable with it. And that's how I say it. That's why I say that we create kind of like our own heaven. So that allowed me to believe even more. Um, it's just, it's one thing after the other with this gift because it's it's a blessing in a sense, but, but people don't see her behind the scenes. Um, with the readings that's another thing people think that you sit down in a in a room and just do a reading readings is like running around three or four laps in a school you you i leave so drained and sometimes oh. i'll do 16 a day but you love it you know you i do, do it love you it people i do love it it's my high it's what makes me feel good it's what makes me feel great you it know it gives I'm, you your purpose it does it gives me my purpose and it also it, it gives me a high to know that I was able to help somebody or change someone's life or, or view on life in general by something I said. So it's something I take very serious. Um, well, my mother, um, being from Cuba and very traditional, um, she had a different view on what or who I was supposed to be in life. So she decided that I needed to go out to the world and experience it on my own. So literally, I don't want to use the word kicking out because we're in a better um phase of our lives with one another but yes um i had to move on with my life at 13 okay so i think this is when this gift became handy that's when i started learning about patterns in life god only gives you what you need so you had to leave your house to learn all this and, and make it through yes so how hard was that and what did you go through exactly um, well i left my house i didn't know where to go i was very young uh and i went to a cemetery and i stayed there uh, they let you stay there? They didn't let me stay there. I would sneak in. I would. I so in I order to have a place to stay, you would sneak into the cemetery. Right. And I would go into the janitor's office and I would, you know, break in and stay there. And out of all the places, why the cemetery? Um, it was the only place that I could break into. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. There wasn't, it was open. You know, there was shelter there. And, you know, it was the early, it was in the 80s and it was, it was a scary situation for me. But I didn't feel afraid because I felt like some kind of sheltered. So, so you felt you had somewhere to go at least. I did. I felt I did have somewhere to go. I was just that child that couldn't go to parties or couldn't go out or uh, didn't have a yearbook picture because I didn't have the money. Um, I didn't have my parents. I didn't have that. You know, okay. I was on my own trying to figure my life out. So you left home, snuck into a cemetery, lived there for how long? I lived there until I was like, um, want to say like 16, 17. From 13 to 16 to 17. Yeah. And throughout those years, how, how would you shower? How would you? How would I shower? I, um, they had a huge um, place where you, um, I don't know what they washed in there. but um, The bodies? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> it was more like, um, I want to say like the grass cutting and, you know, maintenance. I would just shower there and I would, you know, unfortunately do what I can. I yeah. I would, you know, back in the 80s, there wasn't much of a drying machine. There was always these little um, clothes that they would uh, put outside to dry up, and I would steal So you those. would hang it? Oh, you would steal those? Oh, kind of like window shopping. You were backyard shopping. Yes, I was backyard <laughs> shopping. I would do that, and uh, I would, um, back in the days, there was this place called Cides. I remember that I would buy an Icy back in the day, and it was 75 cents. So I would drink the icy and I would walk around the whole store and I would try to like shoplift like candy because I was hungry. I didn't know what, I didn't have any food. Did you have friends that you would go over and I eat and stuff? I had friends that I would go over, but I was so afraid of them asking questions. 
Because I didn't, I never wanted to make my family look bad. So I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna say anything. So now, and throughout those years, your mom never contacted you or no. tried to contact. No. no, nobody in the family, not your sister. Nobody tried to contact you. No one did. Wow. Or they didn't know where you were. It was easy to find me. I was still in school. Okay. So, but no one wanted to see how no. you were doing. Nothing. No. Are you still in contact with them now? I do talk to them now, and I'm very close, and I do love them. I have. Did they bring that? up anytime you guys had closure um, with that i did excuse me i did once with my mother um she did um apologize to me now you guys were able to to get past it it's in the past okay you know, but it shouldn't it shouldn't have happened but i think if god never had given if he had never given me this kind of gift i don't know what i would have done because this gift it was it, it was well maybe like, you would you wouldn't be in that situation uh, if you wouldn't have if you but absolutely at the same time you've been able to help so many people through this time so i think it, it's a balance it's it is a balance but it does affect you no matter what yeah it really does um you know it's it's i lost a lot of childhood you know i've been working since the age of 13 i would work in a in a i remember i was washing dishes for two dollars an hour and you know i would tell them that i was 18 years old when i was really 13 and it, it was it was hard it was really hard and you know but Somehow I made it, and I think that I made it with the help of God and my gift. I, I was never abused. I was never raped. I never had it really bad in the streets like any other child did. So I know there was something so you were, me. So you were protected? I, yeah, by something, someone. But it wasn't somebody physical, that's for sure. Maybe it was your Oprah lookalike. Maybe it could have been my Oprah lookalike. But <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's something that did, something that was there for me. And I'm so blessed. There was this one woman again um, when I was in the cemetery. And um, she gave me a job afterwards. Her name is Alda Frazier, and uh, she's Jamaican. But again, in the shape of a black, thick... Also, no, it wasn't a real lady. This one was a real lady, Alda Frazier. Okay. And she gave me a job at her store, and uh, um, she had a men's store, and she would hire... It was a, a men's store? It was an all-men's store. It was called Elegant Man, and she would hire pretty girls uh, in order for her to pick up her sales. And she hired me, and um, we became really close. She kind of, I would stay in her house, and, you know, she would cook for me and do all those things. And she told me one thing once. She says, people like you have a very nice fairy tale ending story. And I didn't understand that at the time. And um, she told me, you won't end up this way. You know, at the time, Madonna was really big, and so was Oprah. I worked with her until I was, like, about 18 or 19 years old, and... Through there is where I started my young career as a model at the beginning of my um, career. It was I was doing a lot of modeling work. I was very tall and, thankfully, very good looking at the time. And you I still are. Well, thank you. Um, so I, I did a lot of that, and that helped me um, get into a better line of um, lifestyle, I guess. Got it. It, yeah. it never popped your mind to open to, be a, uh, to read people at the time? Or? I would do it regardless. I would do it for free. Got it. You know, and... Uh, when was it that you said, oh my goodness, I should be getting paid for this? Um, when did I do that? Um, actually, that happened many, 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 many years later. What a lot of people don't know is that um, a while back... Um, I'm, by the way, I'm married to an amazing man. Um, How many years? I think we've been married. It was 24, 25 years now. Beautiful. It is, and I'm still in love with him, believe it or not. Um... But he used to be one of the managers at a blockbuster. Right beside it, there was um, a Starbucks. And I would sit there, wait for him until he finished work, and I would be there for hours reading people. Hold on, pause. I think we should both bark.
Dus als je, je kan bark louder. Dat is goed. We have a dog next door barking. Um, but I like that. That's what this is. What makes this authentic? Yep. This yep. is real, and um, that. How it should be. Exactly. All right. So yeah, I um, would stay there for hours and read people all over the world, and I was known. So you were you were reading people, but not charging. Not charging. I did that for many years. I did that probably since I was in my. 21 until I was like 38, 37 years old. Maybe it wasn't meant for you to charge these people. They needed I don't, to hear it. I mean, I didn't think I needed to charge because at that point I was already working for the government and also doing this. So you had a job. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a professional job. I would work for the government and uh, I was a bond specialist. Um, and I would also um, find um, missing people or Let's talk cases. about that. So you had a famous case. Um, I had two famous cases. Okay. I had the Jimmy Rice case, which was my first case. Um, back in the day, there was no internet or nothing like that. So that one didn't give me so much popularity. But my main case that really did help me, um, uh, put my name out there was a girl from Art Basel that went missing in 2014. Someone in the FBI whose name is Adiad. And, uh, I remember he contacted me. Um, for some reason that was a really hard case to do because I, I, they couldn't match up what I was picking up from. Because one of the things that I said was I see a cabbage patch. Um, I see the name James or Jamie and Lake Wales. Okay, but before that, um, they, they, they what information did they give you? They didn't give me any information. They just told me her name. They asked me if I needed any belongings that belonged to her. And I said yes at the time. I think they brought me back a shirt. If I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Um, and that's what I... Um, told them i said i see a cabbage patch i see the names james or jamie and i see lake wales so i mean he looked at me and he says come on alexis we take psychology i mean cabbage patches are 40 years ago and this child is only 17 18 years old and um i said well that's what i see um during about three to four days they find that um this girl had a roommate that she used to live with that was in uh, puerto rico so they brought her back from puerto rico when they bring her back, um, one of the first things that she said to um, the lieutenant was, um, I know she wasn't abducted because uh, she took Jamie. And um, I had said James or Jamie. And the officer, the uh, uh, I mean, the lieutenant asked her, who is Jamie? And she said, it's a cabbage patch. Her mother left her. Wow. What happens with Lake Wales is this. Um, he's here thinking he has to travel to England to find this girl. Um, I hear that um, the case is going to close because they know they found the lead and I led them. So um, I tell this girl that was working with me, I need to find a place where I can uh, leave my dogs or go with my dogs. And she told me she'll find me someplace because I needed to relax. It's when I do these readings or when I'm on this case, it's extremely... Um, draining and I get really tired so I need some time to recuperate so she goes ahead and she tells me you know Alexis there's a city above Orlando called Lake Wales and that's where they found her because one of the lieutenants heard that they had no idea there was a city here in Miami called Lake Wales it's here in Miami yeah it's in Miami and they had found her there I never knew there was a city called Lake Wales. Yeah, it's called Lake Wales. It's in Miami. Okay. And that's where she was found. And wow. um, what made this case so rare was that everything, all the, everything that I had said had was there. The cabbage patch, the name Jamie, uh, Jamie actually, um, and Lake Wales. I said, I guess I just love what I do. You know, I, I did it for some kind of uh, clarity to myself. And also I was able to help somebody. It creates a purpose for you. Did you meet the, the family of, of, of Malika? Uh, no, I didn't meet her, her per se. Uh, I, I mean, 
Well, meet, yes, but we didn't stay in contact or talked or anything like that. I didn't meet her father. Yeah. Her what father. did he say to you? Um, he didn't believe in ESP agents, so, so he didn't want a reading. And that was one of the first things that uh, kind of like drew a red light to this. I mean, because if you have a child and he's miss he or she is missing, I don't care who you are. If you can give me some kind of clarity on where my child is, I mean, I want to talk to you. And he didn't want to talk to you? He didn't want to talk to me. Wow. But the case continues, and I don't know if I can talk about but it just it continues. Oh, it hasn't closed? Um, the finding of her, yes. The why she went missing, no, that hasn't closed. You know? And All she's right. from what I heard, she's a great girl, and she's doing pretty good, and I'm really happy for her. She, When I first met her, I, I, I only met her for seconds or minutes, and um, she seemed like a really good girl. That's amazing. And we don't really discuss it. Uh, I, think, I think someone told me it was like 89% of cases are closed with people intuitive like myself that have ESP. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, they go on to being CIA agents and things like that because of their mentality. What do you, when you reflect and look back at everything, what's the first thing that you think of? Uh, how do you feel about everything you've gone through in this journey? Um, uh, I'm a hard worker. Um, and I know everybody's thinking, well, so am I. Um, it just took me a little longer, and uh, it was more challenging for me as a child in the streets. So when I am looking at myself now and reflecting, um, I see a whole different side of life and, and, and this world that I didn't even know existed, you know? I was that girl that would um, mark on her shoes so that she wouldn't look like it was broke and I had a, a marker. And it was a Sharpie and um, my shoes were black so they were kind of broken and I remember I would have to like color them so they can look like they weren't. And sometimes it would lead to my skin so my skin looked, my skin kind of like camouflaged into the thing. So. Going from that to, and I know this may sound so bad, living in a high-rise building, having a brand, you know, beautiful car, wearing, you know, it's just, it's a world of difference for myself. And destiny brought you to where you needed to be right now. Absolutely. Hi, this is Mel, and I have a question for Alexis. Um, What does it mean um, when you're constantly seeing the same numbers, whether you're looking at the clock, um... Uh, your, your phone or anything like that. Um, I'm constantly seeing the number 717 um, since my, my really good friend passed away two years ago. And um, I always wondered if that's some type of uh, message from him um, because I feel his presence is very strong around me. So um, the question is, is does it mean um, anything significant when you see the same numbers? Um, those are definitely signs from angels um, wanting you to know that you know they're, you're being guided and they're showing you guide the number seven seven um, anything with seven is actually something to do with being guided number one being somebody knowing that they're there for you uh, good fortune um, it's just a positive number usually all numbers contain something positive um, so any kind of number that you see it could be one one three three four four it's they're all in a positive streak but what it is it is it's an angel it's an angel letting you know look i'm here i'm giving you a sign because i mean there's no coincidences that you're always seeing that number you know so it makes it easier for you to go back and just look at it and see oh well seven seven means this or three three means this Uh, i mean i wish i can say from the top of my head but i mean there's so many numbers that i don't know but i'm probably pretty sure that it's something very positive but it is a sign it definitely is a sign Hello, my name is Amy. Um, I've been trying to sell my house for several months. I've had a contract on it since August, and every month the buyer 
states that he needs extra time and he wants to buy it. Um, so I set the final deadline for this month, and I'm wondering if it is actually going to close or not. Um, he has given additional deposits over this time period, which led me to believe that he is serious about purchasing the property. However, I've reached the point that I can't wait any longer, so I need to know if it's actually going to happen or not. So I'm hoping you can give me an answer, and I'm hoping the answer will be that, yes, it will sell. Um, it is set to close December 18th, and the property's in Miami Shores, Florida. Thank you. The final outcome of it, I do see her selling her house. I just feel that the person who's helping her at this present time isn't doing what they should. I feel it's kind of like a little bit of a block. They're not either uh, promoted it correctly or they're not telling her something truthful. So basically, she has to either look into changing who's selling it or who is she working with because I feel like this is prolonging itself. The final outcome, I do see her selling her house though. I just don't feel like the people that she's working with are the people that she should be working with to sell it though. Wow. And that's very important because it depends on the energy that people have. Um, I want to say A, I pick up from the letter A. So A has to be either April, August. It went bad. There's something that I'm not picking up. So there's somebody there who's not doing their final cut as the job. I don't know if it's the real estate person or the banker, the loaner. Something's not being done correctly. So the first thing that can advise her is to try to change that around. You know, and this has been a year where everything has been so on hold due to retrograde and, you know, where it's been, where it's not, you know, so it's, it's kind of a, a year of not making good decisions and we have to hold on on them. I definitely see something happening within the beginning of next year, you know, which is right around the corner, which it is. But I think that she's going to put her final foot down by the end of this month, especially after listening to this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, good morning. Uh, my name is Sean, and I found out that you're about to have a medium uh, guest uh, on your podcast, and I was very curious to uh, see if I could get uh, her to answer a few questions that I had. Uh, so, Alexis, I am also a developing medium, and I was curious to see if you uh, have any advice on how to strengthen uh, my psychic abilities. I was also curious to hear from you uh, what is your uh, predominant sense, so how you pick up your, your information uh, predominantly? Uh, and if you can give me uh, some more information uh, about that. Also, I was very curious to hear um, that you worked for the FBI, and I, wanted, I was wondering uh, how this came about for you, and I wanted to hear some more about it. So um, I'm looking forward to hear from you, and I hope that uh, you can answer my questions. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, I think in the broadcast, you did hear about how I worked for the FBI. Um, I do very, I don't do it as much as I used to before. Um, but yes, I mean, there are other psychics that do work or other ESP agents, as they're called. When it comes to your gift and your abilities, uh, the word gift says it all. I mean, it's a gift. We're all doing this differently. This is the thing. There's so many books. There's so many people that do things their way, but there really is no concrete of how you should have your gift or what you should do. It's all about yourself and where you feel. Where do I find my biggest power is in my uh, biggest pain. It's what I've been through in the past. 
um, people say, but you're so on point and you're so good at what you're doing. Um, but I go to that place of hurt in my heart that helps me um, get to that level that people are coming. Because every, every person who comes to see me, it's that 13-year-old child that was kicked out of their house that I try to help. So I go there and that's how it works for me. But it's different for everybody else. I've, I've, I've seen other psychics do it with their handwritings. I've seen other psychics, you know, I've seen people do it, you know, drinking coffee and, and, and reading your, your, you know, your coffee. But every one of us is different. How you find your strength is how you know your accuracy. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's how you know it. It's, it's what you know you can do best, you know. Um, and that's something that you can learn on your own. What I can tell you that does help is uh, being exclusively with yourself. What that, what that means is having some lonely time to your own. Are there like circles he could he could go to and, and practices and stuff like that? There is. Um, me personally, I don't do that and I'll tell you why. I believe this is a gift. I believe that if it's given to you, you don't need the circles. You don't need the other people. I mean, this may sound really like bad in a way but it's just me being honest i mean if it's a gift it's within you and i always say this religion is a group of people that believe in one god spirituality comes from within a gift comes from within i don't think that if you want to develop your own skills and you're going to develop them with someone else you're not developing your own skills you're developing other people's skills with yours so then it doesn't become yours i think the cemetery was my best anniversary because i was left on my own so she, should he go run to the cemetery? And- well, if he does, let him know. I can probably get him in there for free. <laughs> <laughs> right, Alexis. So some people wrote in asking about what does your office look like and wanted to know a little bit more about your business. The one thing I always tell everybody when they come to my office and now is that they're not going to go into an office that's going to be full of, you know, religious articles. And I make it a point for them not to be any religious articles because of this. When you're really, truly spiritual and you have... A gift it doesn't come with no religious articles it comes with who you are as a person you know I don't need certain things to tell people something so it shouldn't be part of what I'm selling either when you come to my office my main goal was to make everybody feel comfortable mm-hmm. and my office looks very um, dollhouse very you know um, cozy kind of look to mm-hmm. it there's nothing there that's going to remind you of any kind of religion or spirituality other yeah. than myself Okay. Because uh, my goal is just to make you feel as comfortable as you can. I read a lot of professional people that don't want to be known that uh, they're being read. And the last thing they want to do is go to a place where they're storefront and I'm selling sage or candles. You know, and I do a lot of coaching and uh, some small TV. So tell us about the coaching. The coaching, coaching is actually very helpful because it's kind of like having me on speed dial. You know, you get to talk to me. You get to uh, have my opinions uh, there. I usually do it for six weeks um, and it includes um, one session with me, a full hour. Um, it also includes texting and phone and emails. And um, that's what helps it. The thing about it is, is that when you're having these kind of situations that you're grabbing anxiety or, or freaking out, you can have the option you know, to call me. I go out of my way to, you know, to answer the phone, be there for you, make you understand and help you. And that's the success of it, though. Um, Look, I think that psychologists and psychiatrists are great, but unfortunately, I just think that sometimes it's 
an insurance world and it keeps on going round and round and round and what better than a life coach that's also a medium and a psychic and you can't go wrong there huh no you can't <laughs> and it, it's it's helpful for them i mean i really wish i would have a life coach like myself because i see the i see how they've grown and i see how they're in a better place and you know i say to myself if i could only find somebody like myself that would be great now finding someone like yourself do you do you ever get any predictions uh for yourself no i don't i can't see for myself or no or close friends no um usually when i know that i can't see for a close friend uh i know that that friend's going with me for life because I, I stop seeing stuff you start yeah. seeing stuff from them yeah i can't i can no longer pick up from them mm, that's interesting yeah so that's how i know that they're really genuine what what is the most um memorable reading you've had the most memorable is reading I, I will always remember this it was a a lady that she had a child that he had um i think it was i don't i don't want to say the pronunciation wrong but i think it was ham hamsburger or burger something. Uh -huh. it's like it's almost like a a more stronger um than autism okay and this one woman wanted me to read her son and i remember when she get in when she got in all she just let me talk to him Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I picked up is I, I said to her, but he loves you. And she starts crying. And um, oh, I got emotional. And I remember she told me, this is what I just wanted to know. And I couldn't understand that. And she told me, you see, my son can't talk. He's never told me he loved me. So what bigger than that? That to me was one of my wow moments. And then, wow, I'm in the right field. Because I had no idea. Because why am I picking up that? He loves you. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that he couldn't tell her that. Mm -hmm. And she told me he's never told me he loves me. And that's exactly what I wanted to hear. And that's what she got. Because mm -hmm. I had no idea that he couldn't talk. Because he was like kind of mumbling and talking and saying things. But I didn't know that he just never told her that. You know, and he looked pretty normal other than he moved more than the average person. Mm -hmm. But as he was in the waiting room, I didn't see anything different from any other person that I would see in him. That's in that amazing. Sense. Has she come back to you? She has come back and we've stayed as friends. Uh, we correspond back and forth because she doesn't live here in Miami. Um, I do see a lot of people from upstate, all over the world, actually. And recently now in Texas, for some reason, I'm very well known in Texas. Hi, Texas. Hello, Texas. Hey, yes. so, so it's part with me. I got a couple uh, uh, audiences in Texas, actually. Yeah. It's it's yeah. crazy because that's it's where I get the most ratings from. It's in Texas, and I don't. I mean, I don't really know anybody there, but I do. I have a lot of my viewers and my uh, readers come from Texas. It's great, Texas. I love Texas. It's a great place. I love anything that I can have to, you know, have a lot of hair and wear boots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we should take a trip to Texas sometime. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so now let's begin answering our listeners' questions. Are you ready, Alexis? Let's do this. Hi, my name's Laura Leva, and I'd like to ask. What's in my future? What's ahead for me in 2019? I had made some calls and uh, some callbacks in the beginning because they all leave their numbers. And I did get date of births. I called her. She said her birthday is February 2nd, 1969. Okay. Uh, what I see with her, what's to come is good. Uh, I think she's growing. Uh, but her past is what stops her. Um, I see a lot of, um, I want to say... Um, lawyers and i see a lot of uh of, of you know law issues things with um maybe um okay maybe um um fraud 
um, something could have even stopped her from moving forward. So, because I see her like she stops, something cuts, and it changes her life. Mm-hmm. What that means, it's either um, either jail time or either, you know, she had to to make up for something she did incorrectly. There seems to be another person involved, a man as well, and I think there was just a lot of people, a lot of there was a lot of hands in that cookie jar, which got a whole lot of people in trouble in that sense. It wasn't just one. I feel. Her, I feel it was more than one. That has a lot to do with where she's going on in life now. Okay. Because no matter what has gone on in her life, there is still karma that's been misled. Misled because I don't think that her intentions were either bad. I just think that she was blinded by the people that were around her, leading her to do something incorrectly. Wow. So I think that that's what happened. And I think that that holds her from becoming who she wants to be. But she doesn't let herself go because she's so afraid of it. And she's... What is she afraid of? of, of honestly, right I think, now? I think that she, in the back of her mind, she's still that person. So she thinks everybody else knows this. And she's not. You know, so she has to let that go. And I think that once she lets that go, 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 she's going to be free from it. Because, I mean, you can make money anywhere or anyhow. But what holds us is what we believe in ourselves. And she, for some reason, she holds that very deep in her heart. You know, it's like that's her thing. Okay. She needs to let it go in order for other opportunities to come in. Absolutely. And she can't classify herself as that person anymore because she's not. And she has to let go of that guilt because she's continuously carrying that old karma that she shouldn't carry. You know, we all mess up. I mean, for heaven's sakes, like I said, I mean, I broke into a janitor's office and I I stole things from Zaire. So am I supposed to continue to hold that with me for the rest of my life? No, I was a child. I didn't know any better. You know, we make mistakes to better our lives. The person who doesn't make mistakes can't have a good life. Yeah, very good advice. I like to see all that. All right, now we're going to call. We're going to make a live phone call. Oh, I like that. We're going to call Martalina. Here's her message. Hi, good evening. My name is Alina. Um, I would like to know, are you looking for a new, um, uh, to better myself job, uh, career? And I'd like to know uh, what uh, the future holds for me for 2019. Hello? Hello, Alina? Yes, it's Alina. Hi, Alina. This is Alex Aguiar from The Pod. How are you? We're calling Hi, you... Hi, good. How are you? I'm good. We're calling you live. I'm here with um, Alexis. Uh, how exciting. You nice to meet you. Likewise, likewise. Okay, so Alexis just heard your message and she needs a little bit more. Okay. She needs a little bit more information. When were you born? 11-14-67. Okay. Okay. Number one, you have to totally let go of the past. Uh, this is what I'm going to tell you. You are, are Physically, I see you as a beautiful woman. But you have to believe and know that you're one. When it comes to relationship, I think that you don't let yourself be. You have to try to play the dumb blonde because you don't allow people or men to do things for you. It's almost like you can do everything. So you become this perfection person. Um, and letting open that and opening that up and allowing someone else in is going to help you. Because I see you put up like a front for some reason. Okay. okay. There's there's a different. Um, I see one child. Uh, it looks like a son. Um, Correct. The color blue comes out a lot. I see like a light blue, and then I see like a dark blue. That is my favorite color. So it's my son. Now is a time of change for you, but it's a time of you. It's a time of you doing for you your business, your growth. You do have a well, little I am bit. Going through a per- I, mean, I am going through a spiritual, personal growth, which I'm very, you know. Okay, but one happy of- about that. 
But one of the spiritual growths that you need to accomplish and let go of is that one thing called fear. This is how I see you, is like you fear an age. There's no age for growth. You don't have to run and do something at some certain kind of time. Correct. It's not the, the you know, it's not a norm. Exactly. Whatever they tell you to do. Correct. But you're going to do it. You're going to accomplish it. Because when it comes to business, when it comes to your career, you're really good at that. God never lets you touch the bottom. See, you don't have any negativity in your life. You're usually pretty positive. You're just really tough. Okay. You're def yeah, you're definitely an, you're you're what I call an alpha woman, and you're very tough at that. You have to let go. Uh, you carry this guilt, and it has to do with your parents. Okay. There's only one way you can fix that. Okay. Yes, they have to realize, and they have to let go as well. Yes, but also your job is to make them feel comfort in that sense. Um, okay. I do see a woman that's a friend. Not a bad person, but can sometimes come across a little negative and needy. Okay. And can be really... And why am I picking up from the letter N? N? N. Um, N, I don't know, maybe M. I know an M. And she's not a bad person. She and just, she's not a bad person, but no. she, yeah, she has a lot of negativity. She doesn't, right. She doesn't go into one without leaving the other. She keeps on going and going. So she looks Correct. for these things. She's never free of problems. Mm -hmm. but she looks for this hmm. yeah something happened to her that was very traumatic or that hurt her it could be a divorce it could be the loss of somebody it could be a loss of a job mm -hmm. but something traumatic happened and she became worse since then okay um she needs to wake up and smell the coffee <laughs> yeah because well i think it won't because it's very negative i mean it's, i don't want to say anything but anyway she she did lose a job, and yeah, she's very... But even now that she... Tends to be very negative. Yeah, even now that she got a job, she's still negative about it. It's like, you can't... you. She has to learn how to take the negative and make it a positive, because nothing is perfection, not even she is. Okay, but why do I see her traveling to someplace cold? Like, snowing? Okay. Does that make sense? Like, New York, Chicago? Yeah, she did, and actually she just did come from back from, from cold weather. But she's a great person and a great friend to have. Um, I feel like you gave a lot of rope and rope and rope, and now you want to pull it back, and now you can't. I tend to, and then it's like people sometimes, you know, start to take advantage. So I, I, I am starting to put, like, boundaries within myself. Yeah, but for some reason, I see you somewhat feeling lonely at times, though. But you can't find comfort in your ex. Mm -hmm. No, no, we're good friends. Yeah, right. And and sometimes friendships can draw you in, not in a romantic way, but for some reason it gives you the sense of the comfort. Sense of, of, yeah, comfort. Yeah, and you can't do that because you have to move on. I mean, yeah, that's as much as I can see for you, but I think you have a beautiful future yes. ahead of you. Thank you. Yes, and I'm working on that, and I plan to let go of everything. Absolutely, and the best of yes. luck, and you can do it. Just take fear out. Good afternoon. My name is Ricardo. Um, I would like to ask Alexis, uh, what is the difference between a psychic and a spirit medium, and uh, to which one I should go depending on my need? Uh, thank you very much. That's easy, Alexis, but Alexis, answer <laughs> that question. <laughs> yeah, but this is the main factor. Yeah. What is your need? Yeah. You know, that's what we have to find out first. Mediums are usually people that can speak to someone that has passed away or that they're in tune with entities.
A psychic is uh, someone who sees a little further, sees a little bit of a prediction. Their minds move faster. Usually, most psychics have mediumships in them, and most mediums are a bit psychic. This is the thing about being a psychic in the United States. They don't want to be it. But do you know why? Why? Because you have to have concrete evidence at the end. Mm. And that's where you know that they're not. That's why a lot of people like to use the word medium, not psychic. Because being a psychic, you have to present. And that's one thing that I don't. I took the medium out and let the psychic, because I am sure of who I am and what I can see. Hey, Alex. My name is David. Uh, phone number 305-608-4356. Just want to ask the psychic, um, how can you develop psychic abilities? Well, hi, David. Number one is, um, hi. Um, how can you develop psychic abilities? Psychic abilities, um, I don't think it's something that you can just develop. I think you have to be kind of born with it. I think we're all, we all have a little bit of being a psychic inside of us. Um, maybe how we can um, learn to make them grow is, again, It has to do with an individual thing. It has to do with your own silence. It has to do with your own loneliness. Mm -hmm. It has to be with finding who you are enough to know what you can do. And I mean, I, I, I totally wouldn't go to any books or any... Um, I think that's going to confuse everybody. Because like I said, you know, everybody has a different opinion into what a psychic is or what gifts are. I've been time and time again been told if I wanted to write a book on being a psychic and, and the thing is that would be my book it's my way of reading it's not my way of telling them to the world a lot of people see me with cards and they're saying like wow how do you know how to do this I don't know how to do this I just know I was born with this and this is how I do it there is no real way to develop uh, way to develop so there's it. no way of like meditating all day and night and trying uh, to connect and trying to develop something you can probably meditate all day and all night and the most you will connect is probably drown yourself to sleep so isn't there a way to that you can open up your third eye more i took a class once in kabbalah when i was studying but it does take practice or maybe your intuition there's ways that you can better anything about yourself by having the lead on someone else it's called following that's common um but i don't think that if you don't have it you're not gonna get it because being a psychic is something that you have to just have within you i would love for everyone to have it i mean i would love to have been a doctor a brain surgeon i'm not gonna get it because the first sight of blood i am flipping out and falling on the floor yeah so it's it has to be something that you're born with it's not you know of course we would like to be whatever we've always expanded i wanted know? to be a, a singer but i don't have a voice <laughs> well you're getting close the law of attraction you're doing a broadcast there you go yeah 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 awesome all right that's another story that i'm going to tell you about about, about what the singing about yeah you just said that the law of attraction it's so funny about four years ago um i went to a drum And what a drum is, it's like the new moon. And it was really nice. And I went with a couple of friends and I uh, went with this friend. Her name is Madia. And she had told, we had to write what we wanted. And it was 10 questions and put them into the universe. And I was missing two questions. And Madia tells me, Alexis, you're coming. They're going to, you know, you have to write something down because what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know what to write. She says, girl, write anything you want. Write anything. And I said, okay. I said, I want to be on Time Magazine, and I want to be the next Oprah. 
um, well, I didn't become the next Oprah, and I wasn't on Time Magazine, but I definitely was on the Miami New Times. And after that, I did get a television um, kind of like appearance and spot, kind of like doing like what Oprah did or, you know, helping people. And now so, you're on pod with me. How absolutely. about that? Hi, Alexis. This is uh, Mercy. I have a question that I wanted to ask you. Um, are there any big changes in my future? And also... Can you um, give me the lotto numbers for this Saturday? Thanks. Bye. Hi, Mercy. It's Alexis. Uh, It's great that you called in. Are there any big changes? Yes. The number one change is this. You're not going to win the lotto. (laughs) The second change is we can't give you the lotto numbers. And if I did know the lotto numbers, chances are I wouldn't tell anybody about them. But it doesn't work that way. Um, a lot of people have this misconception that we can tell you the lotto numbers. Trust me, if I knew the lotto numbers, I would be the first one going on that line and getting them. Um, but I have this kind of theory. I ask God to give me health so I can always work, so I won't need the lotto. Um, and I think people who ask for the lottos, it's a cute thing and it's really nice to win. Um, but let's ask for health first so we can continue to work. And help people and be positive um good tips are good if there's one thing i've done different since i was in the cemetery to now anytime i go out i don't leave nothing less than 100 as a tip wow anywhere anywhere i have this thing my husband always hates it but you see i used to wash restaurants yeah yeah. i used to wash dishes and and you know two or three dollars was my food so when i i really go somewhere i really um i emphasize on that i do very nice I think that that's it's it's a gift that keeps on giving and it's i don't ask for the lotto but i have asked you know to give me the health i can continue to do this kind of stuff there we have it regarding the lotto numbers now lexus i have a story it's so funny when i was uh, about 21 years old i ran across this psychic place here in miami in lejeune it's called mrs williams psychic i'm gonna say it because they pretty much gypped me Bottom line is that they wanted me to pay $300 to get rid of the spirit that was blocking me from love. And then they made me put all this money every day. They will ask me to put $5 bills uh, into a cross, and like five of them into a cross, $20 bills into a cross, and me looking for that money from the bag going crazy. Until finally they asked me to put it onto a black box and send it to them to New York because they had to work with the money I was uh, putting under my bed. That's when I knew... I should have known earlier, but that's when I knew it was not true. <laughs> there's there's scammers that do it even better nowadays, that they think that for this amount of money, we can wash you and clean you. Look, if you ain't downy, you ain't washing me. <laughs> you know the one red flag that I can tell anybody? When you go to someone that's spiritual and you go to someone who's gifted as a medium, if they tell you that you have a problem or you have something black over you or they need to help you, grab your purse and go. I think that the only place that you can get get clean is is, is going to the house of your God. To me, it's church because I'm Catholic. Maybe to, you know, a Jewish person, it's it's a temple. But, you know, it's going to your God. That's the only one that can really help you and clean you from all bad. 
you know, and that's just what it really is. It, we don't really have a secret, you know, to it. I do believe in saging. I do believe in incense, but that's not to clean. That's to actually purify your surroundings. Yeah, get rid of the negatives. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, purifying okay. your surroundings. I don't want to use the word clean because nothing is clean. I mean, we live in, in a world where we're up and going. Energy keeps on going all over the place, particular people in general. Like I've, I've, I've looked because it's sad that you see these things, especially when they're doing things that they're telling you, you know, your mother's telling you this that's so sad because the mother is not telling them that and you have these people with emotions and crying and all that i'm thinking to myself that's not right that's so not right yeah. you know if a mother's coming and telling you something trust me it's going to be something to protect you it's not to tell you hi i love you and i miss you by the way you know it doesn't work that way if you're gonna go to a psychic do your background check number one it's very important i always tell everybody check you know there has to be some credentials i mean you look my name up and you know that i have i've done major case major cases like the last case i did was find help find the boy from uh paris that was gone missing if in your in your kitchen the lights are flashing it's your dad or your mom and stay around there no your lights could be flashing because you know what you live in a high-rise building and so many people have the electricity and it may flash now this is what it was i had a I had something to do with a TV uh, place, and um, there was this gentleman that went missing, a Spanish gentleman. I'm, I, I'm going to say his name. His name is Jose Jose. Mm -hmm. Everybody told me that he was in the Jackson. Singer? Yeah, the singer. Okay. Everybody told me he was in Jackson, and Jackson this, and Jackson that. And I said, I don't see him in Jackson. I see him in, in Jackson Hospital. Jackson Hospital. Okay. I see him in Core Gables. They went back. Coral Gables here Coral in Miami. Gables in Miami. Mm -hmm. They went back and um, they told me, well, Alexis, he's in Jackson. I said, uh, I don't see him in Jackson, but if you say he's in Jackson, he's in Jackson. Uh, they came back and they told me, oh, wow, you are so right. He actually is in Coral Gables. I mean, this is what I do for a living. I'm not going to tell you that the lights are flashing. You have to really do your research because going to a psychic is just like going to a doctor. This is the thing. Some people really listen and believe in what we have to say. So how can I mislead you by lying? Yeah. And I find that to be so, it's so, it's such an ugly field in that sense. And that's why I'm so territorial about the way that people view psychics. And when I see someone fake, it really offends me. What do you think about Edward, Edward Williams? And uh... I think Edward Williams is very true. Okay. Teresa, absolutely. Um, there's another one called Mama Medium. I think she's amazing too. And from E. Um, the I love him. I think yeah. he's very real. Um, Steve Tyler. Right, Steve Tyler. He's awesome. He's really cute. He's really young, and I do believe he has a gift. Any advice you want to give us? Um, number one thing I'm going to say is keep the faith. That's uh, primarily in anything that I tell anybody. Um, what that means is um, take fear out, put faith in. You know, because that's number one that keeps us moving forward. Um, and advice is, you know, be kind to others and love them and, and help people along the way. Um, I have this theory that I'd never look down on anybody unless I'm helping them up. Any last words you want to uh, leave us with? Anything you'd like to say? I want to first thank my followers and my fans and people who follow me because I'm so blessed to have such a loyal audience. And uh, I'm truly blessed. There's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't feel blessed. And I think that it has a lot to do with them, how they've made me. Uh, because no one else put me here but them. And for your new loyal fans, where can anybody reach you? Where can anybody reach me? Probably in Playboy or Penthouse. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My website is psychicalexisreyes.com. 
all together and um there you will find information on me from appointments to my biography so they can schedule everything through there they can schedule everything through there or you can text 786-338-5861 786-338-5861 and that wraps up the gift it was so great to have you here Alexis. that's a wrap All right, everybody, go right now to your app store and search for Pod With Me. We have our very own app. You can also check us out on social media. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. And until next time, don't fall off the pod. Ready.